0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us in yet another sunny day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Stuart Dance, head teacher of Oscott Academy, an independent school that specializes in working with students with behavioral, emotional, and social difficulties and those at risk of permanent expulsion. Stuart, hello. Hello. Thank you for coming on to the program uh, today. Uh, Now, normally we would go straight into the subject of leadership, but considering the ongoing COVID outbreak, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, how has this affected your operation?
1: Uh, Significantly. um, I've been in work with the staff um, since the day that the lockdown was announced because we've got some of the most vulnerable students. Um, we've had to put a hold on most students attending school, but those with educational health care plans and social workers and the, the very most vulnerable students we've supported throughout, it uh, has had an impact um, financially on us um, because as an independent school, we very much rely on these referring schools and children coming through to us. It can be fluid at times, um, so that has had an impact on us. Um, the PPE and the different things that we've had to put into place, um, some of the stuff we wouldn't normally do, we were dropping food parcels to students. Uh, we've had to make welfare calls every day, do home visits for vulnerable students to make sure they're okay. Setting work online, making sure that students are still able to learn. Um, there's a lot of stuff that we've had to do and there's a big impact that it's made on us, uh, even to the point of, reopening on the uh the 15th of june to our year 11 uh, year 10 students even um and not being able to really finish with the year 11s we've had interviews with them over the last couple of days one at a time um so it has an impact on them and even i was in a a meeting yesterday um over the the internet and um one of the, the parents said the impact it's made on his child not being able to come into school and losing his routine was huge so it has made a massive impact on us. Uh, as a school, we've survived. Um, like I believe that leading from the front is important. I've been in every day. I've not missed a day, even when other schools have roasted staffing. Um I've prepared PPE, and my staff have even said to me, you know, we don't want to wear the PPE. We know that it's there for us, then you provided it. But they wanted to be as, as just real as they could be to the children that we serve.
0: Now, uh, when it comes to uh, reintroducing uh, the full uh, uh, student body back into uh, the school, uh, what sort of measures will you have to put in place?
1: Well, um, obviously from last night's announcement, it changes my um, having to put the two-metre uh, tape all the way around the site. Um, we're now having to clean the site uh so first thing in the morning, lunchtime at the end of the day, cleaning down anything and everything that could have been touched. Um, students now will have um, their own set of, of um, stationery and equipment that they use um, having to monitor the sports that we do. We can't even use the same food provider that we did. So we've had to train the staff in food hygiene so that we can provide meals on site for them as well. Um, and really, you know, as a school that is very much reliant on referrals from local schools where students are in danger of exclusion, um, that's very much put a hold on, on where we're at really at the moment. So it has, you know, we've put the measures in place to ensure that they're safe. Um, and students and parents, we've had to do a lot of work with parents to make sure that they are reassured uh, that their children will be safe while they're on site. So we've put all the measures in place. We've had to do comprehensive risk assessments, um, which have covered all the bases really in terms of that. And I'm confident that we've done everything that we can do. Um, And the students hopefully will get an influx in September of, of new students.
0: Do you feel that due to the current pandemic, uh, you've seen behavior behaviours in your students change? Uh, has, has it changed for the worse or for the better?
1: Um, I'd say actually for the better. The couple of students that we had when we were running for a few months with just the vulnerable children the educational health care plan. So a couple of the students, one had autism, uh, one had uh, ADHD. Um, and we just had two for some time, and it was actually really beneficial because it's helped them academically, but it's helped their behaviour as well. Uh, my fear was that students would be off for a significant amount of time uh, and lose the, the discipline that they, you know, reinstilled instilled in them and, and the, the moral ethics and, and whatnot, and, and that was my fear. But in reintroducing the 10s from the 15th, um, it's actually been a really lovely couple of weeks. The students have just really wanted to get back to school. We've had no behavioural issues at all. Um, they've all got on really well together. Um, so, no, that you would expect to see a negative, but um, the environment that we create um, at Oscott Academy allows students to be themselves, so there's no pressure of having to conform to what their peers expect of them. And in that, you know, behavior has been pretty much exactly how we'd hope it would be.
0: Well, we should move on to the subject of leadership. I always like to start this part of the conversation off by asking the same simple question. What does the word leader
1: mean to you? A leader is somebody who sets an example to the rest of the, the workforce and, and the people they serve. Um, I believe it's somebody that Will always go first and set the, the benchmark, set by lead by example, uh, and expect people to to then follow that model. It's not the principle of um, do as I say, but not as I do. You have to do as you do and say.
0: And how would you describe your personal leadership style?
1: Um, I think my personal leadership style is very much hands on. Uh, Even at times um, when I've wanted to step back um, and and really bring other leaders in, um, as much as I will encourage people to thrive and to to lead, uh, I still want to be hands-on with the students. I still want to have a relationship with them where we can support them and mentor them. Um, But in terms of leadership style, it's very much a hands-on leadership style. And second by example, uh, I've realised my deputy, um, whom she's worked with me since we opened the school, um, and I've watched her pick up things that I've done and the way that I've done it. I came into a meeting one day and I just heard her talk and I thought she's talking exactly the way I would have talked. Uh, And I think that, for me, says a a lot about the the example that I'd given to her, which enabled her to operate at a high level.
0: How would you say that you acquired your leadership style? Was it from any particular source? Uh,
1: A number of years ago, I um, took part in a a million leader mandate by a leadership guru, uh, John Maxwell. Um, We've got a number of CDs and tapes that I've I've chewed over over the years that I believe has made a big impact in my um, leadership style and also my understanding of how leadership works and in terms of even failure and knowing how you deal with that and how you manage people. So John Maxwell has definitely had a huge impact on me.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together is drawing to its close. But before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store uh, for Oscott Academy?
1: Uh, Next 12 months is uh, an interesting time because we are half full in terms of our capacity. And so it's ensuring that we can uh, secure the um, the students for the next cohort Um, and also reintroducing everything back in in the current measures, making sure that we've uh, satisfied our commissioners who, who put students with us. Um, and just ensuring, really, that we get back to business as usual as quick as possible.
0: Well, I do wish you and your entire student body the best of luck in the, uh, the coming weeks and months ahead. Um, it's and been yeah. a pleasure having you on the program, Stuart. And I do hope we can have you back on uh, when things get back to normal. Stuart, thank you. Thank you. That was Stuart Dance, head teacher of Oscar Academy. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
3: Oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um, uh, who do Google me realise that I did uh, score nothing for Essex. Uh, for, my only game for Essex, first team, when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool. A place called uh, uh, Egbert in, in, uh, in Liverpool. Many, many years ago. 1962 I think that was. So I didn't... Um, yes, I, I didn't really feel it At the time, it was lucky to be playing, <laughs> I guess, of one or two injuries. Um... But the problem that I had was, was really messing about between the two sports. That was very detrimental to me uh, over that period of time, mm. being stuck between the two sports.
2: And I think, uh, for those that uh, don't know, there's a, there's a, another world that might exist where um, Sir so Jeff Hurst was a, a first-class cricketer and not perhaps a, a footballer. But um, whether it's business or cricket or, or football, obviously the importance of leadership
3: And of course, uh, a great manager in South Andy. So to come across people like that of that caliber can have a huge influence on your your career, of course, and, and then your life. And that's that's quite purely the case.
2: Absolutely. And in those early days, um at West Ham, uh, with with a manager like, like uh, Ron uh, there it's also important to have uh uh confidence with
3: Which uh, was absolutely, but I can use that now because it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we. Um, uh, well, you'll I, I can tell you if so want,
3: you want. You've got time. I can tell I go, you if you want.
2: Jeff, go on. Go. On. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh, doing it
3: at a dinner in, in the Channel Islands, three or 400 people, black tie dinner, guest of honor. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions Looking at There's that, so many, yeah, so many, and that's why we we're successful because we had so many, um, showing all those qualities that you just mentioned, uh, throughout the team. I think that that was outstanding, and uh, uh, and it's an opportunity to talk about uh, all of them in, in that breath. And there was nobody, and i going back from an earlier earlier question for me that, um, all hard nosed professionals, good, good teammates, mm. good socially. you we wouldn't have been as as ultimately, ultimately successful.
2: Exactly. Without that you could, the 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 whole will never be greater than the sum of its parts but with it.
3: Yes, the word the word is, team. The, word is t- the word is team. Absolutely. And I always use the word team when I talk sometimes you know, together everyone achieves more and that that's the same in any walk of life that, that's fundamental.
2: And uh, lastly, uh